0: Good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman and as always with me on this very cold day is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS. This is awesome. We're a PlayStation podcast and this is episode 255. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with our show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS. This is awesome. And if you want to make fun of our trophy lists on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw01. And as always, you can write us. At PS, this is awesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share this show with all your gaming friends. And make sure you leave comments and rate the podcast as you see fit. And as a quick reminder, this is a video podcast as well, or a video cast, or whatever you want to call it. So you can watch us do this exact podcast if you prefer on our YouTube channel. And if you're new or if you're a longtime listener, I just want to make sure you all know that we have a Patreon and you can support this podcast for $1 a month. You can join our $1 Patreon tier and it's called the one and only $1 Club. There's not a whole lot you can get for a dollar in this world these days. So we will gladly take it off your hands. Head over to www.patreon.com slash awesome, and you get to become a $1 patron and in return, sometimes you get early episodes and we will definitely mail you a free die cut vinyl sticker in the mail and give you a shout out on the show for being a member of the one and only $1 club. So with that out of the way,
1: Jake, how are you doing today? Uh, fucking horrible. Right now, we are, if you haven't heard of Winter Storm Elliot, we are currently receiving Elliot fully in the rectum, as hard as fucking possible. It is so goddamn cold here. I think the last time I checked the weather, it was minus three actual temperature, and I think with the wind chill, it's like minus 30. Yeah. So... It is so fucking cold, and I live in a really old house. Mine and I is fine right Oh, really? Yeah. I live on the east side of a, a large lake, which if you didn't <laughs> know, um, wind goes from west to east. So it is super windy at my house on a good day, and right now – dude, the wind is blowing so hard. This morning I got up and – I was dicking around or whatever, and I came into my computer room, actually right next to where I'm sitting right now, and I was like, why the fuck is the floor wet? What? And I looked, and the wind was blowing so hard that snow was literally coming through the window. That's amazing. Like through the cracks, like into the house, (laughs) and then just like making everything that it landed on wet. So I had to like grab all these towels and like tape off like all around the window and shit mm-hmm. to like keep it. To be fair, like I said, I live in an old house, so there's a lot of like cracks and crevices and shit like that. That's just you know that stuff gets through. And uh, yeah my my addition is got a lot of big windows and is not connected to my main heating system. So currently my addition right now is 55 degrees. Yeah. And my main house is able to stay warm, but um, I've been doing a lot of stuff in the basement today. Yeah, and my basement is very cold. So okay. Long story short, it's fucking freezing here. But other than that, <clears throat> I can't really complain too bad. I, I yesterday i i i left work early because I wanted to get all of my. Grocery shopping done, all of – like if I – I didn't really need to get anything else for Christmas, but I grabbed a couple little knickknacks while I was out um, because we're hosting my in-laws tomorrow and then we're going to my – it's Friday by the way. And then we're going to um, my family's house on Sunday. So I just – I was like – I knew this storm was coming. I didn't know how bad it was going to be, but I have heard it was going to be pretty bad. So I was like, I want to get home Thursday and I don't want to leave my fucking house until Sunday. Because if I don't have to, because the the roads and the weather and everything are so bad. So I've been lucky. Today, I haven't left my house. Hopefully tomorrow, I won't have to leave my house at all. But uh, other than that, I mean, I've been – I can't really complain it's just um, – I hope this isn't like a harbinger for what this winter is going to be like because if so, uh, I'm going to be fucking broke trying to heat my house. That's all I got to say.
0: Yeah. Did you guys lose any power or anything yet?
1: No, thank God. But knocking on the old wooden desk here because if we lose power – um, lose your heat. Yeah, I mean, I have some. I if I needed to, I could I could pull some some wizardry to to ignite my furnace if I had to. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, not being able to use space heaters and shit, dude, my house would be cold in like fucking twenty minutes. Yeah. I'm not even it's kidding. Really if windy. we lost our that's heat, that's the
0: thing. It's really windy out. So
1: yeah. So um, thankfully we've been okay, even though we've got a lot of suspended power lines out here. Our power is pretty robust. Knock on one again. Like I said, we haven't really had too much trouble with it. We usually don't, but uh, I know that like, you know, for it, it just sucks that it's this weekend because a lot of people are traveling today. I know I was reading a, um, an article on, I think it was the weather channel or something like that. Today that said that uh, there was a big there was a big fifty car pileup on eighty today yeah. between Cleveland and Toledo, Ugh. and um, I think in like in the last you know day I think a total of eleven people have died in car accidents so because sad, of the storms. So, so like it fucking sucks. So if you can if you are in the northeast region of the United States, and I think most of our listeners probably are, um, just stay home. It's not worth it. I mean, if you've got Christmas shit going on, you know, and you, you you could wait till Sunday. I think the weather will clear up by then, but don't run out and get that fucking stick of butter or whatever if you don't have to, because it's just not worth it. I I mean I mean to each his own. Do what you want to do. I'm not telling you to do what you know, do this or do that. But put somebody I just, else's I,
0: life in peril. Like just order like delivery. Have someone yeah. like Paul Dean just deliver a pizza to your house. Paul, one <laughs> up by land. Yeah, just have him deliver pizza, and then you know if he, well, it would suck if Paul died. But if your delivery driver gets in a bender, bender, then it's not on your insurance. You know,
1: dude, I had a, a U- UPS guy one. stopped at my house today. Yeah, so did I. Something. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was like, bro, good on you, man, because yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of times, Those like they'll they'll just like cancel deliveries or delay them if the weather's too bad, but. I don't know if it's just because they're they're pushing because of the Christmas Probably. or whatever but and the thing is is that like what he I felt bad because what what they delivered wasn't even yeah. like it wasn't important yeah. it was like we we have like we subscribe to like a weekly food thing Yeah Like, if you're you're familiar with Blue Apron or something like that. And he was just, like, dropping our box of food off. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's cool. Like, you dropped my food off, but, like, I hope, you know, you don't get into a car accident delivering this shit to me. Like, I would feel so bad. At least
0: it's food. Like... I just I just installed our, our we have a ring doorbell now and uh, there's a long story here. Are, are you done with how you're doing today? Because I've got a quick story. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interject, um, but it, I'm going to pigtail on uh, piggyback on what you're pigtail. I'm going to tail on what you're uh, talking about. Um, so yeah, the UPS driver came to my place. So I, and I'm I so I, I had gotten a ring doorbell because our we didn't have a doorbell in our house for a very long time. Uh actually since we've owned it we've we've had doorbells i bought a really cheap wireless doorbell at one point and just mounted it out there and then the batteries died and got corroded or whatever and the chime quit working so i was like you know what and there's been some live there's been a few issues in our neighborhood with people's cars getting busted into and stuff and i was like you know what i'm just gonna get one of these ring doorbells i got it on black friday and uh i like the idea of it you know i also don't like the idea of it at the same time like because in like It's just one more thing that I feel like I need to look at, like when it goes off, like oh, there's movement or there's blah 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 blah. You know, you can you can fine tune the sensitivities and whatnot. But so I was kind of messing around with it, and uh, funny story, uh, my father knew I had installed this, and uh, I was down in the studio down here, and uh, Chelsea was out. And uh, it's like there's movement at your front door. And I'm like, what? And you know, and I pull it out. I'm real excited to see what the hell it is. You know, I'm looking at my phone and uh, I, I got the live feed and I see what looks to be Santa Claus walking to my house, like to the front door. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like this is either a really creative way to do a home robbery Or, like, it's got to be a family friend, right? One or the other. Or maybe a neighbor just having fun or carolers or something. But this was, like, a couple days ago, two days ago. And uh, I'm like, this is weird. And and the guy's got a full beard. He's got the Santa Claus hat, the outfit. And I'm like, this is really weird. So I'm looking at it. And as I'm looking at it, he goes, are you being naughty? And I was like, what the fuck is this? This is so weird. This is the first thing my Ring video uh, ever picked up. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's Skip. I know this guy. So and then I ran to the door and it was he and his wife and and they were with my parents who had uh, purposefully parked away from the house so I didn't see their car, um, thinking that I would just think oh Santa Claus is visiting or something. But I was like my nervous brain was like this is like some sort of weird home invasion like this guy dressed like Santa Claus and his wife was in the back and they showed up they were, they're were doing some sort of function for kids and he thought it would be funny to show up and spook me or whatever and it worked. But uh, long, so here's the next. Here's the next news point. Not news point. Here's my next little quip, and yeah, number one, the weather does suck. Number two, is uh, UPS driver shows up, and I had ordered because I've been on this Cormac McCarthy kick. He wrote a couple screenplays, and I didn't have any of those, so I. They're really little. They're little books, little uh, paperback books. But I, I had seen them on my uh, using my Barnes and Noble discount right, and uh, I ordered them, and I didn't. I don't care when they come. But, uh, yeah, he he showed up in front of my house. And granted, we live on a hill and the brick brick roads. He shows up in the UPS truck. He comes out, puts it down there. I catch it on the Ring video. I'm I'm excited to get it. But, like, it's really inconsequential to Christmas or anything. So he didn't need to deliver that. He's got these two huge boxes with him. And he's, like, trying to go to the neighbor's house. And he does the thing where you kind of, like, kind of drop it but there's a chance you're going to still catch it. And I see his legs like kick out from behind him and he's like juggling this thing. And I'm like, man, I hope to God my doorbell didn't shut off. Cause I want to see this. Cause it's got a really big peripheral. Um, it didn't catch it, but I saw it in person and uh, it was really funny. And he did drop the package and gave it to my neighbor. So if she complains that something's broken, I'll be like, yeah, he really tried to catch that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and he was moving really fast, you know? And, uh, Surprisingly, there was a UPS driver and a delivery guy inside the truck. Also, like the driver stayed seated and the dude jumped out. It was really weird. It might have been like just a family member. Like, like fuck, I gotta go make some deliveries. Son, you want to jump in? You know, who knows? I don't know what the story was. I've never seen UPS have two people in one truck. It was interesting. Maybe it's a safety thing. I don't know. But yeah, so that happened, and uh, I'm about 30 or 40 pages left on The Passenger, speaking of Corey McCarthy. So I've been reading that. Um, we got called out of work. Uh, I, I got a call late last night that they were just going to close our office, which is awesome. So I didn't have to go in today, so my holiday weekend started early. It's really about it. – the only other thing I can say – that I that I did is Pennsylvania has a uh, online lottery site, right? And I'm not a I'm not a gambler, but this time of year I'll buy tickets for people for stocking stuffers and stuff, right? And they must be doing a promotion, and it was like if you create an online account and just make a deposit, it's like so you can actually gamble on your phone. Now. I didn't know that, but it's like if you make an online account and make a deposit, they give you. Five dollars in cash. So I just I just put ten bucks on this account on PayPal. They gave me five bucks. I threw five bucks at like this online game a minute ago, and I won fifteen dollars and I cashed out. So like it was awesome. Like I literally made twenty dollars and did nothing. Um, it was cool. So I yeah I like two times I, I bet like two two one dollar bets. The second one was a fifteen dollar winner. Um, and I used their five so maybe I made a, what $19 my bad but anyways it was awesome so 20 extra bucks for me and uh, that pays for some of the actual lottery tickets I bought to put in stockings so it's a wash it's good yeah so anyways there's a tip for you Jake deposit 10 bucks create a PA lottery account they'll give you five use that fucking free $5 and maybe you'll win some money and then just take your 10 bucks back it's fucking awesome nice anyways let's talk about games that you and I are playing I am uh, was very proud of the fact that the only PS plus uh, whatever essentials not essentials the next one what is it extra extra game extra that I had gotten was Hot Wheels Er, or sorry uh, Wheel of Fortune sorry man I'm really off my rocker right now but that game chorus really had my attention for a
1: while. It's like a space game, right? You've seen Chorus, right? Yeah, it's like a space shooter. You're like in a ship kind of flying around third person. Yeah. Wreck and shop. Yeah. So it's a
0: PS plus um extra game. And I downloaded it. Two quick things I want to say about it. Number one, the game's fine. But it's not so good that I feel obligated to play it. I went through the first couple missions. I'm like, I get what this is. It handles fine. It's a double-A game probably. It's not like super, super high detail. It reminds me of this old PC game I used to play called Terra Nova. But that was with mechs. And this is like the same thing but with spaceships. And uh, it's fine. It's 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 fine. But uh, I'm going to delete it. But the thing that it did was it does that thing where – as it's installing, it's like, you know, um, 15 more minutes before you can start the application. Even though it won't be fully downloaded, you can start it, right? So yeah, I do this on Chorus. I get in the game. I start playing it because it allows me, even though it's not fully downloaded, I get to a point And it's like – and it wasn't very far in. And it was like you have to wait for the rest of the game to finish downloading to progress. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll just leave my PlayStation on. I leave the room. It's going to take like another, like, I don't know, 25 minutes to download the rest of the game. PlayStation goes into rest mode. I open it back up. Chorus is downloaded. And uh, it made me restart from the beginning. So I had to go through the tutorial all again and like the first two missions. And I was like, this is annoying. Like, I would have rather have just waited because I don't like to replay the same shit. So it kind of like left a bad taste in my mouth. And I wonder if a lot of those games do that, where they let you play early before the whole thing's downloaded. But it doesn't somehow save your progress because it bugged out a little bit when I got back into it. It was like it picked up where I left off, but it was like I couldn't go for it anymore. Like, it just wouldn't let me go. So I had to turn off the game. And then I was like, I'll turn it back on. Hopefully, it'll kick right back on. But no, it started me at the very beginning. And I was like, this sucks. So anyways, the game's fine. But I don't know. I'm glad I am glad I utilized my, uh, my extra a little bit more than just uh, Wheel of Fortune. And I plan to get straight up there next and give that a whirl. And hopefully, that resonates with me. But uh, I'm going to find real quick that having not essentially paid for these games independently, that's going to be a lot easier to just say pass once I get them downloaded if they don't strike a chord with me. Yeah. And I don't know if I like that or not because, like, I feel like I have a very particular taste in games, and I feel like, you know, if you pay 15 bucks for something on sale, you're more likely to see it through than just, like, fucking download it. Like, yeah. like this course game was fine. I probably would really enjoy it if I just played it, but, like, I'm ready to move on already. So... I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, it's one of the maybe downfalls of having access to so many games at once.
1: I don't know. And I've been playing. Yeah, the 3. I mean, I mean that's a that's a thing. Like even with like Game Pass, it's a big thing where it's like okay, people play more games, but they finish less games. It's like people just like play random shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, and it is cool because it allows you to try new things without having some sort of, like, obligation or or having to worry about, uh, I don't know, regretting your purchase or whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't feel that desire to continue. Whereas, like, you know, let's say, you know, you got into Chorus and let's say you get through a couple of missions. You may end up really loving it. And maybe you would have pushed that Much farther if you had paid for it, even like ten dollars. You're just like, fuck it, yeah. So it is. It is an interesting. It is an interesting thing to think about for sure. You
0: feel that fiscal, that financial pool to uh, continue to play through it or trudge through the thing that you purchased because if not, then it just feels like you fucking just threw money into into the ocean, right? Like you just you have to get something for the money you paid, but with you know. Yeah, with extra, you have, you know, a hundred other fucking games I can try. And it's like, if this isn't for me, great. So that's a benefit, and I think it's almost a detriment. But, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, I Stray will strike a chord with me, and I'll just play. I probably will just play that because I want to play it, but it's going to be It's tough. really good. It's be, I, I per- yeah. personally think it's really good. It'll be tough to do it with Charlie in the house because, I mean, he freaks out when I play Ratchet and Clank, so... I mean, he's not going to be able to watch a cat walk around. It's just not going to work. So he's got to be in another room if I play that game. Anyways. You should just, you should just get rid of your dog. No. That will never happen. It will mm. never happen. I'll put a baby gate up maybe and he just won't be able to come into the room. But even if he hears it, he'll panic. Like if there's meowing and stuff in the game, he'll he'll freak out. Yeah. I've been trying to play The Witcher, and it's hard to play because a lot of it's on horseback. And when he sees a horse, I, and he's never seen a horse in real life, so my guess is is he thinks horses are like really tiny because that's how they look on a screen, right? He probably thinks like a horse, like the regular size of a horse, is like the size of like a fucking large mouse or something, right? Because that's the perspective that he has of them, and he thinks they're real because he tries to like jump at them, and like you know, it's funny. Yeah, dogs just don't understand, but the the idea of miniature horses is hilarious. Like, that's small, you know? I don't know. He has no clue. Jake,
1: what are you playing? Uh, I mean, I... God of War, I'm just tinkering around. I I beat the game, so I'm not, like, doing anything... I mean, I've just been going around playing, like, doing, like, the Berserker gravestones and some of the other little things here and there. And, uh... Nothing really much. I mean, I'm just I'm trying to mostly decide what I'm playing next. Um, I downloaded that game. I haven't played it yet, but I downloaded that game High on Life that came out on Xbox, and so I'm thinking about trying that. It's it's made by the if you haven't if you haven't I don't think it's 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 a timed exclusive, so I don't think it's gonna it may be three or six months or something before it comes out on PlayStation. But it's a first person shooter. Where like all of the guns and stuff talk like they have uh, they're like animate creatures and the the game is by the creator of Rick and Morty so it's got a lot of like comedy and stuff to it. I've heard mixed things about it, but I've heard enough positive stuff about it that makes me want to try it. So I might give that a shot. I, I, I was him hawing between because originally I was like, okay, I'm just going to jump into Callisto Protocol, which I do really want to do. But I was also curious about High on Life. And whenever I was like looking, it's like, okay, well, Callisto Protocol is $70 and High on Life is ostensibly free with my subscription to Game Pass. Um, maybe I'll just try High on Life first. Because if I don't like it, I can always, you know, pay for Callisto Protocol and play that. Um, right. But. I'm still kind of up in the air about what I want to do. So, I I might still buy Clister Protocol just cuz I heard it's relatively short and so that is kind of appealing to me. I love especially after a game like freaking God of War which took me a, a fucking month and a half to beat. I would love to be able to play a game that takes me just a couple of weeks. And so even if it costs me $70, Which is not a big deal, I guess. I mean it it is a lot of money, but I've got like a shitload of fucking PSN cash in my wallet, so it's not like it would I would have to like pay out of pocket for it, I guess, but at the same time You're saving up for Dead Space. Nah, I don't know. I've played Dead Space. I love Dead Space, but I've played it. I'm more curious about like what is Callisto Protocol because it's new. Um I might still Buy Dead Space, but I don't. Do we do we know if Dead Space is full price? Is it seventy dollars? I'm
0: sure it is. It's, a, it's an entire remake, yeah.
1: Because I mean, if it's seventy bucks, I mean, I own it on PC. I could just play it there if I want to play it again. Uh, unless the remake is like literally that much better, which I don't know. So I, I'd have to wait until it comes out to see some reviews and stuff. But if I'm gonna play Callisto Protocol, I kind of want to do it pretty soon because starting in January, there's a lot of shit coming out in 2023, so I really need to kind of get on it, I guess. I don't know. I'm still kind of up in the air, but... Figure it out, dude. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. 70 seems... I don't want to say
0: it seems high. I think it seems reasonable for Callisto Protocol, but it's one of those games that looks awesome, but there's no immediate need for me to want to play it. For me to play it. Sorry, I want to play it, but there's no immediate need to play it. Um, because I know a game like that is just going to go on sale here eventually. And uh, if I can save 20 bucks on it, I will. But, yeah, I mean, it's not a game that's getting heavily spoiled as far as I know. And it's really pretty much off the radar already. And it's definitely going to be off the radar as soon as Dead Space comes out. And it's going to, you know what I mean? It's going to kind of like fade away a little bit. And I, and that's fine. But I, I think unless like you're really, really wanting to play it. I would suggest at this point give it a month. I bet you it goes on sale. I
1: bet you you can get it for 50 bucks, you know, for the PS5. It's hard to say. The problem is is, you know, in a month we're going to start getting start getting some some shit. I mean, the PS VR2 comes out in February. Oh. So I got to play that Pennsylvania lottery a little more then. Yeah, I I mean – That's when you get charged. I I, I mean I'm looking at like the list now of shit that's coming out. I mean if you just want to talk about um, January, you've got Persona 4 and Persona 3. Persona 4 Golden and Persona 3 are coming to PS4, which – I mean, I've played Persona 4. I'm curious about Persona 3, but yeah. it's not something that I'm like anxious to play. But I would definitely play Persona 4 again. It's such a good game. I've heard it's um, been good. Does you, your brother have a Vita? Yeah. He does have a Vita? Mm-hmm. So he's probably played Persona 4. Oh, yeah. Again, he loved assuming. it. Um, It's so good. And uh, Dead Space comes out in January. Mm-hmm. Then you, you Forspoken comes out in January. Yeah, I'm not interested after then, that demo. Then you've got. <laughs> yeah. February you've got Hogwarts Legacy, which comes out February tenth. I mean, I'm unless something uh, changes, I'm pretty into that. And then, you know, you've got Atomic Heart, you've got the PSVR with Call of the Mountain and shit like that. Plus plus when, when PSVR launches, you also have Resident Evil. Resident Evil Village will be there at launch. And then the uh um, the Man of Medan, whatever the fuck roller coaster thing is. Octopath Traveler two comes out in February. Destiny 2 Lightfall in February. And uh, Octopath in VR is going to be sick. Nah, I'm just kidding. Dude, they shouldn't make a game like that in VR. That would be awesome. It would be pretty interesting for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway.
0: You guys know how the show goes. Up next, we're going to give you some listener feedback and maybe a few questions or comments from pretty much the patrons. Um, But these were all left on YouTube. And, uh, Josh Peters writes in three days ago. We're recording this again just so the listeners didn't catch that. We're recording this on Friday, so this is before Christmas. But we wanted you guys to have a Christmas episode on Monday. But Josh writes in. He says, in response to our big long-winded discussion about games being too long possibly – and we had, a, we had two people write in about this. Josh says, In my opinion, the only real justification for a long game is a complex story in world building. I think it would be hard to shorten the main story in God of War without losing some important character development. But I might be a bit biased since I played the game in dad mode. I found most of the side quests at least provided some world building instead of just being a pointless fetch quest. But I basically check out of a game as soon as the credits roll on the main story. I considered going back for the Platinum but decided to start Control instead. I've got two things to say about that. Good fucking luck with the story in Control because it's fucking confusing. The gameplay's cool. I hope you enjoy it. And... I... got a war man yeah the platinum I just want to talk about the platinum real quick LJ got a hold of me and said he was trying the platinum but he had to beat the last the last whatever the thing is Jake that you said you went back to try to do a little bit the of the berserker yeah. king,
1: the berserker king or whatever yeah he
0: only had like eight or nine trophies left to get the platinum and, and like he sent me a message and he was just like fuck this I think I'm just gonna give up the platinum I can't beat this guy like so good luck Jake I don't know what difficulty LJ is playing on, but apparently that fucking last boss is the equivalent of the last Valkyrie in God of War 1 and is a total yeah. total bitch to beat. So Dude, I would just
1: I mean, I'm playing I'm still I still have the game on normal mode and if I was going to do the plot, if I do go do the platinum, I'm just going to fucking drop it to easy and just wreck shop cuz I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm super good at the game, but I've gotten, you know, God of War. The one thing that I do like about the combat is that, and we won't get too deep into it because we're going to have a spoiler cast here this coming week. Um, And, you know, I was just, and and I'll have to talk to my brother this weekend um, about his gameplay because I wonder if he did like that. Like when he says rolled credits, does he mean like the first time you get credits or the second time you get credits? Because I'm curious if he did the second thing. So Are you talking to, uh, yeah, we'll have to
0: talk about it in the spoiler cast because I'm not even sure that I rolled credit twice. I don't know if I did. Yeah.
1: I think so, I did. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. If you did the if you did the thing after Like the main thing they keep hinting at. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. Okay. So anyway nah I fucking lost my train of thought oh if I was going to do the platinum I would do it in easy mode because the thing that's cool about God of War, the thing I like about the combat is that if you really pay attention when you're fighting the enemies you can learn their patterns and stuff, the thing that sucks about the berserkers and LJ can probably um, he could probably appreciate this is that their attacks get faster and faster as you as you get their health down. Mm, mm-hmm. So like mm. you learn like oh when they act like this they're going to do this attack so you know you need to dodge this way or oh I can block this or mm-hmm. oh I need to do this then that whenever they do this shield bash or whatever. But they're... it's like you know they you know like the red attacks that you can't block you have to dodge them. As you knock their health down more, they start like pounding you faster and faster and you have to have better and better reaction time as you go. Mm-hmm. So it does get challenging. Now, I, I've only done, I think, two or three of the Berserker headstones. Right. So I'm not sure how much more difficult the uh, the king at the end is. But I would be curious to know what it's like because that's obviously one of the things you have to do if you want to get the platinum. And I I still – like I have to do some pondering if I want to – do the Platinum or not. Because the thing is, is that I still really love playing the game. It feels so good and it's so fun to play. The combat's so awesome. But... Yeah. At the same time, like, I kind of want to start something else. Yeah,
0: dude. That's where I was. But...
1: Yep. But I just... I still, like... I wish I could play, play, like, two games at the same time because I would love to keep kind of chipping away at God of War while playing something else. But I just... My brain doesn't work that way. So... Um, I don't know, man. We'll see, I guess. Yeah. Well, played by Gen... Ken. Played by Gen.
0: Played by Genshin Impact. Played by Ken Rodin. And uh, he said, you know, a lot of the same sentiments I think that I had about just games being long for the sake of being long. Um, He had a lot to write. Uh, And, you know, he's been a mainstay in the podcast now as far as a, a contributor to feedback, which I appreciate um, I do like his little YouTube handle. It's uh, his little logos. Looks like it was definitely graphic designed by himself. So, very cool. But he writes I feel I could easily write 10,000 words regarding the length of games these days, but I won't subject you to that. So, thank you for not doing that. But he does say, in short, I watched an interesting video recently that looked at a period when games were adding more and more modes as having a variety of modes had become a metric that games were reviewed against. This meant games started adding more and more modes just to tick that box, even if those modes weren't fully fleshed out or feature complete. I believe the current era of games are facing a similar issue. But rather than modes, games are being judged by how many hours their campaigns have to offer. And as such, a lot of filler or padding is added to allow them to say... Our game has 40-hour stories. It has a 40-hour story. Or whatever the number they're trying to hit. Somehow, we've ended up in a place where more is seen as better rather than quality over quantity. And the reasons for all of that is where I could easily launch into 10,000 words (laughs) on why and how we got there. Long story short, I don't like it. And he apologized. as a busy week. Um, He's going to check his PlayStation wrap-up. And he did leave that. And he did give us some 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 leeway. He said, don't feel bad if you guys miss an episode over Christmas. We've got other things to do sometimes, especially around the holidays. I appreciate you uh, giving us a, a, a leave of absence, but we are not taking it this time, and we are doing the podcast for you. So, yeah, fuck you, Ken. Yeah, so
1: this is your... We're f- gonna keep doing the podcast on Christmas. Yeah. Because we fucking hate <laughs> Christmas. Actually. Just kidding. No. yeah, But no,
0: thanks, thanks for uh, being understanding for sure, dude. Um... But, yeah, you have a nice Christmas as well. We hope that the holidays treat you well as far as the other listeners. And uh, just a real quick, because we did talk about – I did ask people to put in our, our, our wrapped. Um, his top five games are DayZ, Gran Turismo 7, Project Cars 2, Warframe, and Assetto Corza. Competizione. I'm guessing. So this is he's a car guy. He's he likes racing definitely games. A car That's guy. cool. Somehow we have a lot of car guys that like our podcast,
1: which is crazy. But his favorite genre is first person shooter, which is interesting. Doesn't make sense. Yes. Um, and he even has a comment there that says I guess DayZ caused that but otherwise it would have but I would to be otherwise racing. have it and to he, be racing, and which is
0: 394 really trophies. really cool. So congrats on all the trophies. And and I just want to comment also on the car guys because one black Talon has a logo that your brother had to comment on, and and your brother had to chime in on a comment that he wrote, and he says it looks like someone is a fan of Eagle Talons. One of the hosts used to drive one, and then he had to say, "Hey, listen, I'm not Jake, by the way." And one black time was like, "I misread Josh as Jake. Sorry." <laughs> I'm like you don't
1: have to apologize, dude. Josh is cool. He's just letting you know. Um, don't mistake. His I, I was gonna. I was gonna comment. I was gonna comment because yeah. this is the first time that I've noticed that his handle his pro his photo or whatever is the eagle the the vehicle manufacturer eagle's logo because i did have a 1998 eagle talon and i love that car (laughs) this is a car podcast apparently it's crazy yeah the the fucking motor mounts rusted out on it so i had to get rid of it but i did really like that car it was a two-tone uh silver and black one i didn't know but i thought that was kind of interesting because i've never i've never met anyone else that has had an eagle car So, (laughs) it's it's pretty cool.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
0: joined forces. But, uh, yeah, so thanks for writing in Play by Ken. And uh, I agree. I just want quality over quantity. And then I guess where I'm at, Jake, what what can we do as gamers to help push that agenda? So, like, these companies don't feel obligated to give us, like, 40 or fucking 50-hour single-player content. Like, story Uh, games. What do you do? They say to, like, vote with your wallet. They say to, like, put your money where your interests are. But, like... A lot of these games, my opinion now that you get to it, a a lot of these games I feel like – like for instance, God of War to me was too – felt too long. If it was like five to ten hours shorter, it would have been fucking perfectly succinct with me. I get the story beats and a lot of that is up to the player. I had a long conversation with my brother about this recently. We need to get him on the podcast. It's going to be really hard to do but um, I need to get him on the podcast because he's, he's very knowledgeable about games role playing game specifically and uh we had a very long discussion about this and And his input was well dude you have a choice not to do the side missions you know they're giving you extra content that's up to you as the gamer like they're giving you the main story and you know what the main story is so you don't have to do all that you can just mainline it and say have been done so he goes it's kind of like a gamer issue in a way his opinion not an issue but like Ultimately, because it's in the the form of a video game, we have the ability to tailor that content to what we want out of it, right? They're saying, OK. So his, his stance was here's a video game. Here's the main story. Here's all this extra fucking bullshit in an open world like, say, The Witcher. And it's like if you want to play all this extra shit, it's there for you. We've done that for you. But if you just want to go mm. through the game, main game, just do the main story quest. We break it down and we tell you what to do to get through the main game. But then, like, people like me have fucking issues and I want to just complete it all before I put it down. So maybe it is a me issue. Maybe I just need to get over the fact that, like, you know, games aren't made the way they used to be made, right? Like, they, you didn't used to have games as big. So, like, maybe the older we get, the more valuable my time becomes. And it's not that the game doesn't necessarily respect my time. It's just giving me a lot of shit to do and then I just need to figure out how to sort through it that I am that I can move on with and I'm comfortable with.
1: Jake, what's your opinion? I disagree a little – at least like 50 percent disagreement. And what I mean by that is that your brother – comes from a unique kind of background and that he loves JRPGs <laughs> which are historically long. Right, right. So he, he to him it's like oh if you mainline fucking God of War and beat it in 27 hours, you know that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. But like to me the thing is is that there in my opinion and we'll talk about this more in the spoiler cast, I don't want to get too deep, yeah. but in my opinion, they could have easily cut five hours out of this game. I agree from the main from the main story, I agree. not side quests, not anything. Yeah, just the main story, and it's the same issue I had with The Last of Us Part Two. That game was way too fucking long. Yeah, and to me, it's like, but the thing is, is that the, what what's going on? In my opinion, is that there's this delicate balance going on where Gamers are becoming more entitled and games are also becoming more expensive to make. So what they're doing is that they're like they're, – they're making they're, – they're, they're trying to make it feel like you've justified your $70 purchase, if that makes any sense because gamers historically like they look at the if you look at like a lot of the reviews for the Callisto protocol people are just bitching about the fact that the game is 10 hours long and it's like but someone like me looks at that and I'm like that's fucking awesome yeah that's a pro yeah that's that's a that's a win for me and and here's here's the thing that I think gets lost in the weeds and when I said and I do not mean this I'm I'm trying not to sound too Insulting or speak in a pejorative manner, or anything like that. When I say that, like, when I talk about gamer entitlement, and that people think that, like, oh, you know, they they are upset that games cost more money now, and it's like, well, I I want to be able to have a game that. Fucking takes 150 hours to beat because I spent seventy dollars on it. Right. When I can go play Fortnite forever and not pay a dime. Or Warzone, right? Um, or whatever. Yeah, and it's like I get that, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I think that's something that pe- a lot of people tend to forget about is that gaming is it's it's a luxury hobby. It's not like you know, it's it's not like a Jake, it's a an thing. e-sport.
0: I don't know where you've been.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> there is that, yeah. But, like, I don't know. It, it seems kind of weird to me that people just, because of the, I, I think what, what it boils down to is that because of the way that phone gaming has gone, because of things like Game Pass, because mm. of all this shit, people, are, I mean, and to a lesser extent, PlayStation Plus, I mean, who fucking PlayStation Plus almost kind of started it on console with their free game collection way back in the day. I don't know if you remember when when PS Plus first started, like after the after the lock or the blackout, like I think it was uh 2012 was when they started like that huge game collection they had. When I say huge, it was like 30 games. And they would rotate a few games yeah, out every month that. before before it went down to like three games a month or whatever. And because of all of this, now everyone's like, oh, well, you know. I could just and like the Netflix model. It's like, oh, I just pay, you know, fucking 10 dollars a month and I can have as many games as I fucking want. Right. And whereas like I I don't know. I I really don't know how to articulate it without sounding like a total fucking douche. You know what I mean? Because to me, it's like I'm not trying to gatekeep it all. You know what I mean? And and I get that I'm speaking from a place of privilege. Like I can afford to pay $70 for a game. So it's not as big of a deal for me to pay $70 for a game that only lasts 10 hours. To me, my time is worth way fucking more than uh, the money that I spent on – that game. So like for example, to me, my $70 purchase of God of War would be more valuable if it was 20 hours long instead of 30 hours long. Because I would have gotten 10 hours of my personal time back and still gotten the same I say the same in quotes experience out of it. Right. If they had just trimmed the fat on the story a little bit. And like I said same thing with The Last of Us. It's it's like they're establishing this new trend where. Think about like the Uncharted days where you could beat Uncharted the first couple games. You hours, could beat them in ten, 10 hours, something like that. You know, especially if you're familiar with it. Fantastic games, and they still are. And then, like The Last of Us comes out, and it's a little Her bit Internet longer. Four came out. Jesus, yeah, and it's like it's like okay, it's like it's like eighteen twenty hours, and every, and it's like oh that that felt long, but The Last of Us. Every second of that 18 hours of my first playthrough was utilized perfectly, so I had no issues with it. But then, like, Last of Us Part 2 comes out, and it's like fucking 30 hours, 35 hours to beat the story. And then now, God of War comes out, and it's you know 25, 30 hours to beat the main story. If you're not hauling ass, if you're playing it on easy mode and you're hauling ass and you're on New Game Plus, you're which not doing the side missions, and you're just fucking Mainlining it, yeah. Like I'm sure you could beat it in 15, 20 hours if you were really good at the game and you were hauling. A lot of
0: it is cutscene length, also though. Like some of those cutscenes, you add them all up, there's hours worth of cutscenes.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I I don't want to seem like I'm bitching because I I will say that I generally appreciate almost everything about what God of War gave to me. Yeah. I, there's just certain things where I was like, okay, well, we could have probably slimmed this up a little bit.
0: Well, I think the reason we're talking about God of War, right, is because this is what spawned this whole fucking thing on the podcast, right? Is I was kind of bitching about how, like, there was post credit shit to do. And I was like, can't the game just be done? I'm tired of this bullshit. I don't know. We can talk more about God of War later, right? Yeah. On the pod, on the spoiler cast. Let's keep moving. Sorry, Jake. Um, we, we got... I want you to save what is in the clip for the God of War spoiler cast. Don't give it all to him right now. Make him come back. Yep. All right. So here's here's the next thing. The last thing that we had was uh, one black talent did ask. Great question. And uh, when I put all of this on the YouTube channel and I dissect it into the parts... This is all going to be under listener feedback. I'm not breaking this shit up. So... You can fucking skip this great conversations if you want. Um, I'm not fucking going in and dialing all these into different things. Um, but One Black Talent says Does YouTube do anything? Parentheses blocking the video. Do they mute it or make it so you can't monetize it since you are playing your own music at the end of your own video? Just curious. It's a really good question. I'm glad this came up. I have only had issues with this. Uh, for my own music personally is when we used a Signal Home song once. It got DRM'd, uh, but then I wrote them and I fought. This was a long time ago when somehow I posted something with Signal. It might have not even been this. I posted something with my own music on it and it got like fucking stricken. And I fought it and I said, this is my band. And I don't know, but they, they lifted it or whatever. Um, it hasn't happened with any of my music With the flood or with one of by land, I was in a band called Signal Home and that's when it happened. Sorry, I think I said one of by land, but I meant Signal Home. Um, It's a good question (coughs) and um, my music is all under ASCAP, the stuff that I write. Um, I don't get a lot of royalties. I'm not a big shot. Don't make a lot of money doing that. I do get some streaming royalties here and there. But it's mainly from people just visiting my websites and stuff, or my band camps and just streaming shit there, or from Amazon streams or whatever, you know, Spotify streams, and you get next to nothing for it. But Spotify did strike one video. Um, as it stands, One Black Talent, we are not even permitted to monetize these videos. Um, we have to have like a, an insane amount of subscribers to even give us the opportunity to try to monetize the videos. So the fact that there aren't ads on our videos, or at least there shouldn't be, and if there are, we're not getting any dollars from them, isn't because we don't want to put ads on our videos because I'm sure we could probably try to take, take, make a couple dollars if we could. But it's because YouTube actually doesn't even let us because we have so few subscribers.
1: Um, but we do have two new subscribers this week, which is awesome. But so but I don't say, really I will, know how that works. I will say that I think what the, what that has to do with is that... Um, Signal Holmes' music was under a label that was directly tied to Victory Records right, right? which which is a a publisher that is probably active in the YouTube fucking <clears throat> space yeah, with so the whole was... copyright striking thing and all that because because you're essentially self-publishing your music yeah. I think that's probably why like You are not actively striking shit down. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying Mm -hmm. that the the publishers are going out there watching all these videos and striking shit. I just mean, like, there's probably a level of activity that has to happen from a publisher's point of view for YouTube to go out of, to to like, YouTube to like introduce that into the algorithm to to shut stuff down, if that makes any sense at all. I, I don't know if that does make any sense, but it's like, yeah well so i can go i can go a little bit more into it so yeah so with signal
0: home we had actually uh the label was carbon copy media they were an imprint label kind of of victory records we were given actually we were given sony distribution so sony distributed that cd so you could find it in best buy fye back in the day like it was everywhere worldwide and uh yeah, so there's that attachment, but I think the way that they actually – as an independent artist, I use uh, DistroKid, which is a distribution service for all my online music, right? I pay a yearly fee, and then they just throw the stuff everywhere I want it to go, and then you guys can stream it on all the things. And then I get a kickback for every time it's streamed throughout the year. It's usually a wash, honestly. Like what I end up paying per year – I am maybe lucky to get that much back just from streaming. I make more money from actual record sales and CD sales and T-shirt sales. But what a lot of people don't know is there's a code. There's an actual digital code that you can embed and attach to an MP3 file or a way – mainly an MP3 file. It's an ISRC code and that code can be tracked and it can get tracked by distributors. So DistroKid – I can tell DistroKid – I can pay a little extra for DistroKid to comb YouTube with some sort of thing that they have and somehow – even if it's embedded in a video, somehow the thing shows up, right? And and they, they might even do a thing like uh, with uh, – what's that program that you can have it listen to music and it tells you what it is? Oh, I don't know. It's like a I, wave I identifier and it, it can play songs, Right. So they have these tools at their disposal. I could ask DistroKid to say like, listen, fucking go out, try to find where people are playing my fucking music and hit them with things or make them pay up or whatever. But like for me, it doesn't benefit me to do that because I want my shit out there and I don't really care about the fraction of a penny I get every time it gets played because the exposure means more to me at this point in my career. I just want people to hear it and enjoy it, right? Right. And uh, hopefully they find me and they come out to a concert. They buy some shit online and then – or tell their friends or tweet it or whatever. That helps me way more than getting the fraction of a penny I'm owed for that stream. So I don't know. It's a great question. It's it's kind of a hard question to answer um, deep down. But on the surface, uh, yeah, no. We've never really had any issues with putting music at the end of our – my buddy Ryan plays in a band called Signals Midwest. That was a recent episode. I put one of their new songs from the new record out. They're doing very well. They tour, they tour the world. They played different places, and I'm, I'm buddies with them, and I put his song on. He let me, and uh, that did get stricken, and then YouTube essentially said, hey, you can either chop off the end of your video so that song's not playing, or you can just mute it, or you can leave it on here and challenge, and I'm like, I'm not going to fucking do the challenge. I'll just mute it. Boom. Air chopped it off. We edited it and clipped off the end. So um, that hurts him, you know, because he wanted it on the podcast, and it sucks when that stuff gets in the way. But I don't know, Jake. Did you have anything else? Can we get on with the news?
1: I I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> to me, it's just like at this point, YouTube is is essentially like a, a, f- a f- fucking. It's like a an organism it just like does whatever it wants and people just have to abide by it and nobody understands the algorithm nobody understands the fucking copyright shit and it's so weird that you know i can i can sit here and i could literally make a i don't do the technology is mind boggling to me because i could literally sit here and do like a beat for beat fucking cover of Taylor Swift shake it out and put it on my fucking YouTube page and it would be totally fine. Yeah. But if I actually put Taylor Swift shake it out on my fucking YouTube page, they throw a hissy fit. Right. The IRS is so it's just so weird. It's, yeah. yeah, it's so weird that how it all works. I don't understand it. It's, it's really, I understand that like that it was the the whole thing was Essentially created to protect the interests of artists and their creation, but really what it boils down to is just giving rich people more money. Yeah, and because it's it's not like it's not like whenever signals Midwest fucking got that you know thing stricken off of our they're not rich. I mean they're
0: successful, but they are by no means like living in mansions, dude.
1: Like they're like they've got real jobs. What it means, (laughs) what it means is is not that is not that we were preventing your buddy from getting one fraction of one penny for that play. Right. It was that we were preventing his fucking record label from getting one fraction right. of one penny for our fucking play on that pot. And I don't know. And it, also
0: it's, keeping all of our listeners from being exposed to their band,
1: right? On YouTube. So Yeah. I mean you would think you would think that it would be like one of these things where As an artist, you had the ability to and I promise we'll get back to video games in just a second. But like this is the Christmas. I I would think that like Yeah. Like you would think that there would be a like a way where you could as an artist or as a even as a record label be like, okay, this band in particular is in a stage in their career where they can use more exposure than they could this fucking copyright strike shit. So just let it fly. Now if you're like I said, just to keep in theme, if you're fucking Taylor Swift, everybody knows you already. So it makes sense to strike people from using your music because you're probably losing you have more thousands and thousands right. of dollars yeah. if you don't do it. But if you're some, you know, let's say Fred Oakman in the flood, sure. we put but, a fucking thing on there, it makes more sense to just let people use our music. And then if we get to a certain point, we could flip a switch and say, okay. Everybody knows us now. It makes more sense to do this. It should be up to the artist. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not. I don't know.
0: Whatever. Yeah, dude, Let's talk about could, video We games. need to have a whole fucking subset of a, of, a, of a special podcast where we just talk about music and talk about our experience with it. in the, in the Yeah, that would be actually really cool. – if you guys are interested in that, I would love to do something like that. Just like a bonus It would be a episode. cool podcast
1: to do like – Just like for like the do patrons, some- right? Yeah. It would be it would be interesting to do. I think we could definitely do a couple of episodes that were just like you know, music related if we were to say something like, okay, well, this week we'll do or this like once a month we do an episode where it's like uh we each pick like an album. And we both like listen to it, and then we just fucking talk about both albums on like an episode for a month. Like that, I, I could. That we would be do that as a actually pretty exclusive, just pretty, for the pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I don't think that. Yeah, I don't.
0: It has nothing to do with it, PlayStation, but I mean, yeah,
1: I have no idea if they would, if if the patrons would even be interested in it because it is a fucking PlayStation. Podcast, I just don't want to But at the same time, anything, it's like,
0: but that'd be a cool idea. For it a would be. It would be, yeah. Like, we have fucking anyway. time to do that, though. All right. The news. Let's get to the news. News point number one. I'm really sorry, listeners. That was longer than we normally are. Um, but we're both a little sauced, I think. I don't know. At least I sorry, am. Sorry,
1: not sorry. I've had a few drinks this time.
0: But uh, we're just going to talk about video games now. First. We had mentioned the Final Fantasy Pixel Remastered 1 through 6 were rated for the PS4. It has now been confirmed that 1 through 6 are releasing in the spring of 2023, and you'll be able to purchase them either separately as individual games or as a complete bundle. So that's kind of cool. I'm glad that's happening. I know, Jake, you said some people were upset about the art direction or whatever, but
1: Yeah, I think they had some some bugginess issues too, which is – I mean whatever. Every fucking game has bugs now, but – um. yeah I like I said I think I said last week I really would like to tr- play 4 that was like the one that I really wanted to play but you know of if, since you could buy these individually that's awesome you don't have to buy all 6 of them and I would definitely and I don't think you've played it Fred but I would definitely recommend anyone who is remotely interested in JRPGs if you haven't played it play 6 it is so fucking good now to be fair I got all the way to the end of it, and I could never beat Kefka's Tower. So I did not actually finish the game. But I got like, you know, I don't know, fucking nine-tenths of the way through it. So – and I just like watched the ending of it because I was just – you know, I, I just – it was to the point where I didn't – I just didn't want to grind anymore. Right. And uh, Kefka's Tower is just hard because you have to be like prepared before you go in, and I'm really, really bad about that. But anyway – um this is cool. I'm, I'm really stoked about it.
0: Yeah, I think it's a good move. It's about time. Um, moving on to the next news point. The um, PlayStation Plus Essentials games leaked for January of 2023, and it looks very fucking fantastic. Yeah. I didn't know this. This is awesome. So Sorry, I'm looking at the notes it, now. it appears at the recording of this podcast, How of recording – we will be getting Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which I have not yet played. So, wham, bam, awesome. I won't have to buy that game. Axiom Verge 2, which is going to be dope. Yes. And then Fallout 76, which
1: I've never tried. So, that's a fucking great list. So, I guess Fallout 76 is pretty good now. I've it's heard our that. worst. Uh, you know, and so, I don't know that I'm... Gonna play it, but it is cool that it's available now. And I don't know. I'm curious if this, you know, if you have to buy because there's a bunch of like packs and shit for it. And I don't know how much of if any of it you have to pay for, or if it's all free with the game. I, I don't really know what's going on with Fallout 76 as far as this version of it. Assuming this is this rumor is correct, and uh, but I will say. Um, so Axiom Verge two, the first game was fucking awesome. And the second game kind of stealth launched. Like I didn't even know that it was coming out on PlayStation and then it just dropped and I was like, okay, well, I haven't seen anything about this, but I loved the first game. So I am actually really stoked about that. And then I've talked, we've, we've actually just talked about this recently. I think even in the last episode, because we covered the VGAs is that Jedi Fallen Order is is a great fucking game, so it's probably the be- in my in my personal opinion, it's probably the best Star Wars game since the first Force Unleashed game that I've played. You that didn't I've play played. Squadron. I put a though, caveat right? on that. I did not play Squadron, so I cannot comment on that. But in terms of like third person actiony kind of Star Wars game, it is it is so good. And I will admit the combat is a little bit of a challenge at first. It, it's it's a little bit. Soulsy, not in it like it's 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 not as unapproachable as the Souls games are but it has that like you've got to fucking learn the combat it won't let you just like button mash your way through it you just can't do that you have to learn the enemies and you have to learn how to play the game but it's not as hard as something like Dark Souls and so I especially because the new game is coming out I highly recommend that everybody go out and play fucking Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. If you're interested in Star Wars, if you're not, don't worry about it. But it's very good. It's very good.
0: <laughs> All right. You I, play it. I'm going to play it. It's on my list right next to Returnal and Stray. What's so
1: fucking funny about me gushing I love about the idea
0: that you <laughs> – you're like, I recommend everybody fucking play this game unless you're not into Star Wars. At that point, just don't worry about it. <laughs>
1: Well, I it's mean, probably good for non-Star Wars fans too. You probably don't need to know the well, lore. I, I agree with you, but there are some people that are like vehemently opposed to Star Wars. Like it's fucking nerdy. Like, like, I don't want anything it, yeah. to do with it. And it's like, okay, well, if you're one of those people, then – and I don't mean like those people. I just mean like if you are the type of person who just – the idea of Star Wars holds no interest for you. Right, if you're a fucking fan. it's not going to be for then it's not going to be for you. Yeah. If you're a fucking loser, it's not going to be for you. Live long and prosper. Yeah. That's Star Wars, right? Anyway.
2: No, I'm just kidding.
0: No. All right. <laughs> Next news point is uh, – this is a good one. In a recent news article, Jake, on Push Square, they discuss how PlayStation sales haven't been very great in Japan for a long time. Sony recently announced that the shortage of consoles was resolved in Japan, and between December 12th and December 18th, Sony has sold over 70,000 new PlayStation 5s in Japan. This, in turn, is going to lead to more software sales in Japan as well, so this is great news for Sony. So, in comparison, I think they said that the Switch sold like 117,000 copies. whatever, ver- what consoles or whatever in that time period to give a little perspective. But 70,000 PS5s in six days, seven days, not bad for Japan. So congratulations on the new PlayStation owners out that way. Any opinions, any any kind of response to that little blurb?
1: Do you care? Um, I mean, I always care when more people get their hands on the ps5 because it's a great console i mean i have some beef with my personal console but i don't know if it's my tv or my playstation Oh. other than that i it's just tiny sidebar for whatever reason my playstation anytime i change applications on it you know like whenever you switch hdmi connections yeah it like, has to like, looks like it turns on reactivate off or, or whatever yeah yeah, so like anytime I change applications on my fucking PS5, sometimes it'll literally take a minute before my TV will re reattach to the HDMI I don't like that. And it's been like this for a fucking year and it's a probably half. Probably your TV. It's probably my TV. I think it has something. To, the problem. The problem nowadays is with all these things. With, with like. Uh, uh, variable refresh rate, 120 hertz mode, HDR, all this shit. Like your TV has to be compatible with all of this shit. And if any of that stuff is out of sync, like the HDMI signal gets fucking weird. There, I have so. a great
0: idea. Ready? I'm going to create an account with Limitless and be a PlayStation tech support. You put the question in. I'll answer it. And then you code it as resolved. And I'll get like a dollar. You know, what would be
1: funny if we just did it back and forth. Like <laughs> oh, back and forth for like. Hilarious. I don't know if just be like <laughs> that'd be so good. How do I shut down my PlayStation Five? Yeah, right. <laughs> just keep said this is gonna <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, no anyway, anyway, seventy controller. seventy thousand seventy thousand PS fives is is nothing to sneeze at in Japan. Japan's a small market for PlayStation nowadays. Yeah. It sounds weird because Japan Sony is a Japanese brand. But they just they're all about handhelds now. Yeah. They don't have the space for this fucking barge of a console sitting on their their, you know, TV stand or whatever. Just fucking so, ream
0: of paper sitting around, fucking three hundred. Dude, it's bigger stock. than
1: a fucking ream of paper. You're talking about like, I don't know, a boat anchor or something. Yeah, it's big. It, it it's so big. Anyway.
0: Well um that's cool though. Yeah. This next news point is for played by Ken personally. I just uh I, I think he, he probably cares about this. So I'm going to dedicate this one to long-time listener, played, long-time commenter and listener played by Ken. Uh, happy birthday to Gran Turismo. As of today, it is now 25 years old. So, uh, yeah, we're recording this. And, uh, dude, do you remember when Subway... Had those promotions where like you could get like codes, and then you put them on their website, and then like you could win shit, like PlayStation shit. Yeah, yeah. I won two copies of Gran Turismo Four through Subway, like physical copies, and they were mailed to my house, both of them. I don't know how I got two. Co- and that's brand when it was brand new. It was awesome.
1: I think I still have one shrink wrapped. Was it was it Gran Turismo Four I- or Five? Oh, I thought it was Four. It might have been Five. It might have been five because that was PS3. I don't remember, man. It's been a while.
0: But how cool that I was lucky enough to win a game that I never played. (laughs) I wasn't interested in that game. I tried to play it. I I don't drive an Eagle Talon. I drive a Toyota Yaris hatchback. It looks like a roller skate. So I bought that car uh, when it's been paid off for years, which is why I haven't swapped out when I was working like an hour away just to save on gas years and years and years ago. And it's been running like a champ. So funny story is, is they have the Yaris in Gran Turismo. So I wanted to only race with the Yaris
1: (laughs) and uh, I didn't do very well. So I didn't make it very far. It had to have been five because Gran Turismo five came out November 24th of 2010. Mm. I think that's about when you were doing that. Yeah. Because I remember you were like, you got to do this, and so I was like, putting all these freaking codes. You know, they gave you like shit, free you mean,
0: codes to use every day. These fucking and I, I
1: never, I never really got anything out of it. That's but saying I won two
0: PlayStation Three games, pretty cool. They're worth like sixty bucks at the time. So, anyways, diligence pays off, friends. But yeah, happy birthday, Gran Turismo. The new one looks good. I just uh, I can't. I'm not that big into racing games, so I, I just it's one of those things where I just. I don't think I would get Dude, my money's worth out of it. I, I want to love I, it, I f- but
1: I feel like Sony—well, maybe not so much Sony—as Polyphony Digital is too might be too proud to do this. But I would fucking love it if they would make a version of Gran Turismo that is more casual, Gran Turismo like For- like Forza does with the Forza Motorsport versus Forza Horizon. The Horizon games are more arcadey; they're more casual. You can make them more difficult, more simy, and and stuff with the menus and shit. But by default, they're much more of a casual, kind of fun, sort of mission-based, kind of open-worldy romp, more need for speedy kind of game. And dude, Forza Horizon's so fucking good. So like, but at the same, like Gran Turismo is still the market leader in terms of sim racers. And if – I know those guys are really hardcore. They're really proud. They probably don't want to do this. But if Sony were to say like, hey, let's take the technology of Gran Turismo 7. Let's give it to another team that is a, uh, that is passionate about racing. I turn it into Need for Speed. And let's make it more arcadey and give <laughs> like a Gran Turismo – like you said almost – I don't want to call it Gran Turismo Lite because that makes it seem like a fucking mobile game or something. But like, dude, I'm all about it. I Like – uh, Grand Ter- or sorry, Forza Horizon Five was the first racing game that I really got into. Like really got into in like I don't know, ten or fifteen years, and it was just because they just did a great job of taking that sim formula and just dumbing it down for the the layman. All right, it was so cool. My proposition is give me a. Give me – I don't have to pay for it.
0: Give me a force feedback wheel with the pedals and the fucking clutch and the stick shift and fucking make this game VR and then it's the
1: only game I'll fucking play. That would be fucking rad.
0: Playing a racing game like that in VR with like a fucking whole fucking thing, that would be so rad.
1: I wonder if play, uh, played by Ken's probably listening. So played by Ken, do you have a full fucking cockpit when you play Gran Turismo? I bet he that's does. That's what I want to know.
0: Dude, he's probably got like the fucking chair. He's got like the like the three monitor, like yeah, wide monitor setup. Like, up. <laughs> <laughs> he has to like wear sunglasses. It's so bright when he plays the game. It's just like all these
1: fucking monitors shining on his face. I I I'll be honest with you that like. Just uh, there are um, there are simulators for uh superbike racing where mm. they actually have like a motorcycle an <laughs> actual motorcycle <laughs> that is hooked up to a like the screen is in front of you and it's hooked up to like uh basically a sim racer like motoGP or something like that and the whole thing is on like a like a, a gravity assist thing where you can lean the bike over oh, and all wow. this shit and like use all the things, and uh, it's like super realistic. If I had one of those things in my fucking house, I would. That's all I would play. I'm just being honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You'd you'd have. But I just I can't. But put you'd the money hit the real for, track, and you'd have like
0: unearned courage. Like, you would just, like, be fucking... I'd probably kill myself. Yeah, you yeah. would unstructure yourself on the course, man. Like you would just become atoms. Yeah. <laughs> it would be bad. All right. Anyways, let's let's uh, get to the next one here. Um, but I think it's awesome. The, uh, who development for Dead Space. We talked about this briefly. Um, it's complete. So EA Motive is finished with the remake. So that's just good news. And I, I think that, like... It's always newsworthy to talk about when a game, when a developer confirms that the game is done. Because it's not done until it's fucking done. And uh, man, you know, you could have maybe a moment where like the director is like, nah, we got to go back to the drawing board. I played this thing through. It's not good. We got to push it back. They're saying it's done. So it's coming soon. It's not being pushed back. It's, uh, this is on my list because I never played the original Dead Space. I can't wait to try this. I don't know. That's all
1: I got. Jake. J- you, you've you never played Dead Space? No.
0: Dude. I missed it somehow.
1: I was I, working like really uh, hard. Uh, I'll be honest with lives. you. I'll be honest with you. In your position, I would just fucking wait for Dead Space. I wouldn't play Callisto Protocol. Because Dead Space, in my opinion, is probably the best survival horror game ever made.
0: But did you play Alien Isolation? <sighs> I'm just asking. I'm no, not saying it's the best one. Ever no, was.
1: I I wanted to, I wanted to play it until I found out it was like fucking 35 hours long. Yeah, again, one of those like, games. Yeah, I was Man. just like, nah. So, I'm not doing this for 30. So I'm not doing this good. for 30 hours. Yeah, so good. This is like one of that's like one of I those games it. where it's like I want it to. I because you're you're hiding and you're running and all that stuff. Like, imagine if. Uh, Oh, what was that game? Red Barrels did it. Uh, yes. Imagine if Outlast was fucking 30 hours long. <laughs> it felt like, like it was. I would want to kill myself. And that game was only like six or seven hours no, long. And that was plenty that. long enough. No, it wasn't that long. Time slowed down when I played that game because I was so stressed out. But it's like Alien Isolation is one of those games where it's like, whoa, it's it's just too long. I, you're, you're never going to get long. me – like I'm not even going to play it because I I want to know that I can beat the game. And I know for a fucking fact <laughs> I'm not going to play a game where I'm running and hiding for 30 hours. <laughs> uh, anyway, continue.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I'm not going to mark this on the timeline either, but I heard a rumor – that they're working on another alien game to follow up isolation which is awesome. Yeah. Hopefully they do it right. Um anyways, let's move on to the next one, shall we? So, I almost hesitant not even even talk about this because it's, it's we don't need to talk about it, but I'm going to say it for the listeners cuz most of us have probably play God of War Ragnarok They're giving this game a new game plus mode in spring of 2023. We will discuss more of this game on the spoiler cast. Let's move on. We don't need any more fucking God of War talk on this regular show. All right. So the next one is... In a not-so-surprising news story, that new controller that cost $200 that I accurately predicted, I think... um, The DualSense Edge gaming controller has been outed or ousted because it only has a shorter battery life than the DualSense. And the DualSense has a shorter battery life than the DualShock 4. I'm seeing a trend here. Anywho, I now have three PS5 controllers. One is fucking broken. One doesn't seem like the battery's lasting very long, and then I have a newer one that I use all the fucking time. Sony came out and said that the DualSense Edge Gaming Pro controller, whatever, the battery life has been shortened because they incorporated so many new features into this controller.
1: I mean, that's the thing—is I believe that, right? I Even don't disbelieve it, but damn, like. The sense, I mean, the Sense controller has all that haptic shit and all that stuff in it. That it's got underneath I buttons. Under, the, the, the fucking adaptive triggers and all that shit. Like, I understand that the, the thing doesn't last as long. But I will say that, like, this just reaffirms for me that there's no fucking way I'm ever buying one of these controllers. Because... Exactly. I, I already think that the DualSense battery life is too short. I agree. So, I cannot... In good faith, buy a $200 controller and have to charge it literally every day. I just can't do that. Here's my
0: problem. And, and the piggyback or donkey tail on what you're saying is <laughs> – I don't know. I pin the tail of the donkey, piggyback, tail, whatever the fuck it is. Here's the thing. Think about this, Jake. We're going to soon be about it. We're going to soon be PlayStation VR2 owners. That USB-C port in the front. We're going to have our headset connected to that. We're going to need to be charging
1: dual whatever they are. What are those ones called for the VR? The Sense... I think they're just called the Sense... No, the Sense... It's the not VR dual. Maybe they're just like
0: the PlayStation Sense controller.
1: The Sense something. Yeah, I think they're just called... I think they're just called the Sense controllers.
0: They should just fucking call them the VR controllers. Anyways, the Sense... There's two of them. We're going to need to be charging those. I didn't buy a docking station, so it's going to be one at a time. And oh, we're going to... buy one of those. We're going to have to consistently be charging our dual Sense controllers, and we're also going to have to have the fucking headset plugged into the front port. I am... Right now, becoming really concerned about the charging situation for all of these peripherals. I don't like it. I think I'm going to have to get a charging point.
1: Port. Mm. Yeah, I'm just – They're just, uh, for 40 bucks, I think. I just looked up the charging Is it USB-C? I don't, fuck, I don't
2: know. Because that's where no, the headset
1: it's, it's, it. No, it plugs into the wall. It, it's oh. got its own power cord, which is which is dope in my opinion. That's what
0: has to happen.
1: That's the that's how my that's how my PS4 docking station was. True. Is you just plugged it into the wall? Didn't need the PlayStation at all. You just plug it into the wall. Drop your shit on there. Right? Because
0: I've got it. And I've got an external plugged in already. And I'm thinking like, fuck, man, you make me ch- have two charging ports plugged into that thing, and then I got to plug the headset into that thing. Like, man, no way. So I'm gonna get the. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Anyways, that is relative to the news story. Anyhow, yeah, I'm not buying that controller. Now, if Sony could come up with the DualSense Extra Battery Life controller and sell it for like 100 bucks, I would buy that. I would buy that so much faster than I'd buy like a gaming Sport Pro controller. If they're like, this controller is going to last twice as long before you need to recharge it for your, for your PlayStation 5 – and it's $30 more, if they could figure that fucking out, I would buy it. I would pay the extra for it.
1: Just have a big fucking battery pack on the back of it. It weighs like 25. It weighs like,
0: yeah, the, the the weight of a baby. Now, I don't think babies weigh 25 pounds, but yeah, it weighs really heavy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I would I would pay for that. But yeah, so anyways, speaking of VR, Mr. Peters, this is kind of cool. We got our first glimpse of some VR2 physical box art and this is making me nervous again. I'm starting to get like a little fidgety because I have an external that I can put all my PS4 games on and run it off the PS5. But recently I had to delete games in order to install Call of Duty uh, Cold War, which I've now deleted the whole thing. I only wanted to play the campaign. That's done, gone. But think it was like 160 gigs or something. It was insane. So – I want to have internal memory. I want to get an SSD. I want to get at least a terabyte, if not two. Pop it in there and I don't have to worry about it. Because what I don't want to do is have a VR2 collection of games. Because when you buy these physical copies, not only do you have to put them in the fucking thing, but it's going to download the game anyways to your hard drive. And I want to have a catalog of VR2 games at the ready at all times. I don't want to have to re-download them. You know what I mean? Because VR2 games are kind of like – they're like – Uh, it's like the coffee book table. It's like the coffee table book about coffee coffee tables. tables. Yes. Got it. It's like that. So when you have people over, it's a great icebreaker. It's like, oh, check this shit out. Even though I'm not going to go in there and play like this game or that game all the time. I want to have them at the ready to show to my friends when they come over. So I want them installed, but I don't want them taking up the space. So I've got an issue on my hands and you might as well. What are you
1: going to do with your VR2 games? You're going to leave them installed indefinitely? So unlike you I have hard drives or SSD space to spare. So I because I don't have two fucking Call of Duty games installed I deleted which is like one. half which is like half of your hard drive space. Yeah. So if I get to that point I would consider having an SSD. The problem is is that the problem is, is that you can't put PS5 games on an external hard drive or SSD. You have to use the internal for PS5 game, right?
0: So you can you so, can install the SSD internally.
1: They have that slot. You can just slot one in, and it works. Well, okay, yes, you could either replace the SSD that you could put the uh, uh, expansion use the expansion port to put another SSD in there, but it has to be of a certain grade, right? So you're looking at you know, 200 bucks easy for a couple a terabyte, hundred bucks probably. for a terabyte to put in there, maybe, maybe a couple terabytes. And
0: it's got to have the heat sink on it too, because you don't have to buy that shit. Yes. Ship,
1: right? Yeah. So, which I mean, whatever, it's fine. I mean, the technology is there, it's good, it's, it's coming down in price, it's only going to get cheaper over time. So, I can definitely understand the idea of wanting to have certain VR games pre installed for the occasion in which you might want to show it off or just kind of jump in and play a VR game every now and again. Uh, and so- sometimes, you know, there are a lot of times where I kind of wanted to play VR, but first of all, I, I don't have a dongle for my PS5 and I I would love to be able to just kind of do it. So I'm with you. I want to have a couple of games installed, Um the real question that I have, though, is when they're gonna fucking announce Thumper two. But other than that, yeah.
0: If they announce Thumper two for the VR two, is that a day one purchase for you?
1: Yeah, yeah probably. I think so. Too. As long as it's not like a as as long as it's not like a drastic change in scope or something like that, or not scope but like a theme or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I to me, like. Thumper in terms of PSVR is like – is kind of like Space Marine is for like a third-person action game where it's like nobody really talks about it anymore. Like it's not a thing that people talk about. But to me, it's like one of those games that, that just like revolutionized the way that I feel about a particular console.
0: I'm going to add on to what you're saying. Another game on VR that is never spoken about because it was also online VR was Wipeout, the VR collection. Like the Wipeout games in VR, insanity. It's like Mario Kart in VR with actual other people in VR. It was one of the coolest fucking things that happened that nobody knows about or ever talked about. Like the few of us who actually got in there and fucking played Wipeout together, it was insanity. Like, looking over your shoulder in real life, seeing the car behind you, trying to pass you, and, like, just fucking doing that shit in real time on those rad Wipeout tracks with those really cool futuristic, like, racing machines with the weapons and the bombs and shit. So awesome. Hmm. One of the the best VR experiences I ever had, and I don't talk about that enough. Fantastic. Wipeout is just kind of a dope
1: a dope game i wonder if i
0: wonder if played by ken has played the wipeout series and what he thinks about it because it's
1: it's not like a simulator by any any stretch but it it is a fun racing game yeah i mean the games on his his list were all sim games but i would be curious to know if he is interested in arcade racers at all too yeah because that is about as arcadey as fucking. yeah dude let us know but
0: it's so fun So fun. And speaking of VR2, one more thing. It's obvious to me, but the PSVR2, Sony recently announced that it was designed with the PS5 in mind. A whole different team had been working on the VR2 while they were also – another team was working on the PS5. And this is in stark contrast to how the PSVR was developed, which felt like I guess what it'd feel like to make a pizza by cooking the toppings and then the crust later. So, like, they really fucked up the VR. They had to have that breakout box. They had have all the extra cords. And then when they implemented it, you couldn't even watch shit in, like, 4K or HDMI or whatever. And you had to turn stuff off and find a rerouting stuff. It was really a disaster. And Sony did indicate that from the very beginning on the PS5, that front USB-C port was put there specifically. So it would be more compatible with the VR2 headset. So thank you, Sony, for thinking about that. Because plugging, could you imagine, like if you had to plug it into the back of the unit, like how annoying that cord would be? Like you'd always be pulling the PlayStation, like at, like 180 degrees,
1: just yanking it sideways and shit on that weird stand. Could you imagine a fucking disaster? I don't know. Yeah, I. It's gonna have to. I mean, I'm really excited about PSVR 2. I, I have to say that I'm super excited about it. But. I am still skeptical about the staying power of this y- unit with me because it has to be relatively convenient. Because if it's not, I'm gonna fucking put that thing in a box, shove it in a corner in a closet somewhere, and I'm never gonna use it. And we're gonna have a giveaway so, on the show. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know if I do that. Not I still, have, I still have my PSVR, but um, I joke. I. Yeah, the the, I was always wondering what that that uh, maybe this is just me being uh, um, what do you want to say like kind of crotchety a little bit. But when we got that USB C port on the front, I was like, "What the fuck is that for?" I don't got anything that plugs into that. Yeah. So like, I don't have USB cords to do that, and Mm. but here, like, it turns out that a lot of shit, you know, plugs in with that kind of stuff now. But none of the stuff that I have plugs in with it, right? Right. So I kind of assumed that this was going to be related to PSVR two, but I'm glad that it's plugging into the front and not doing that shit with, like you were talking about with the PSVR, where it was like it plugs into the back and the front and the side and the fucking you know you got to sit the thing on there dangling by the power cord and yeah and plug it into the wall and all this shit. It's like (laughs) like, three
0: fucking connectors for that thing, and let alone then the headset. Like that was a fucking disaster. All right. Next news point. I'm cussing a lot on this show. I apologize. Tis the season, my friends. Uh, huge January sale going on right now on the PSN. Make sure you get your stuff. Uh, yeah. Ghosts and Goblins Resurrected. fourteen ninety nine right now. The cheapest I've ever seen it. It's been my wish list for a while. The game's going to be hard as shit, but I want to play it. And also, I believe the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection is on sale
1: right now also. Yo, uh, Shredder's Revenge is on there too Which I already talked about on the show Is fucking awesome And uh, uh, another PS3 Shout out to another PS3 game that's fucking amazing That I want to say Is Castle Crashers Remastered Is on there for like $7 right now And that game is fucking lit It is so awesome Especially if you have like another Player, like person That you want to sit and play couch co-op with Or something like that It is so fun Um And I actually have it in my cart right now. I haven't purchased it yet, but I'm thinking about picking it up because, dude, I fucking love that game. I I would love for them to make a sequel on PS5. It is such a cool game. Do it, man. I I don't even know if Behemoth even exists still, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a great game.
0: This news point is kind of relevant for me, only in that I wanted to talk about something. Paramount Plus. Is now available, so you can stream if you're a subscriber to Paramount Plus. They have the app now for the PS5. I use my PlayStation Five literally for all of my media consumption. Um, yep. Everything. What, what, wait, hmm? music? YouTube? For music. No, I mean, no, I don't. I don't listen to music on my TV. So that's the only thing that I don't really do on yeah. the PS5. But I do use YouTube. I use Amazon Prime for my videos, for watching movies, whatever, content. I've got Netflix. We've got HBO. I use the PlayStation 5 for everything. We don't have a a Paramount Plus subscription or whatever. But it is now available, which is nice. But what I wanted to say was I have started Season 3 of Jack Ryan. And I'm using my PlayStation 5 to watch it. And it's on Amazon Prime. And it is John Krasinski from The Office. But he plays Jack Ryan. If you have not watched this series, it is uh, very much like Wipeout or very much like uh, Castle Crashers or a game that nobody really fucking talks about. Uh, this series is so good. It's so fantastic. Uh, I highly recommend Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime. That's all I got to say. I'm starting season three. I'm on episode two, and I can't wait to get back to it. That's all I got. He plays a great <laughs> a great a great I don't know agent he's so good he's so fucking badass who would think that Jim from the office would be a fucking like operator I don't know he pulls it off well it's great operator. Stories, stories
1: are great
0: don't anyways Plus. And, and last last news point and man I feel like this podcast is not holding up to the quality that we normally have I don't know why I feel that way I Maybe mean, I'm just conscientious about things but uh, I want to take a moment real quick. I put a quick Witcher video up on the, on the YouTube channel, just like of me running through like a side mission. And uh, I want to take a moment to give props to Share Factory. Share Factory Studio, which while I don't use it often, is very badass for making and uploading game videos on the fly. And it's completely free. And uh, it has a pretty usable interface, And now on ShareFactory, you have the option to insert your own music or audio from a USB drive. So, you could technically do a voiceover, save it to a USB stick, take it to your PS5, import the audio, and use it as a second audio track, and make game review videos right on your fucking PS5 with no problem, probably. Um, You can even upload, I believe, have custom... uh, transitions and thumbnails off of a usb drive so you can literally do a lot of the fucking shit right there in share factory and it's been a while since i've used it but i tried to upload that that witcher video and uh, i was really impressed with what they've done with share factory they don't really talk about it a lot but uh super it's super convenient so it and it's probably obviously not the best way to do video editing for your games and stuff but um, if you don't really give a shit as far as like you don't want like the best of the best quality of your uploads, and you really just want to put something out there for people to look at, and uh, you're not trying to compete with like Digital Foundry or any like the really big fucking uh, video podcasts that are on YouTube, then this is an awesome way to maybe get started in posting some video game content. Uh, I think as far especially like reviews or like gameplay clips. So cool, good on Sony to have implemented this, Jake. Have you used
1: SharePlay at all lately? The factory, share share factory studio. Sorry, um, I honestly haven't used any of the video sharing stuff since PlayStation cut ties with Facebook. Because that used to be the only thing that I would do is I would post things to my Facebook with it. Because I don't, well, I, I don't, know, I don't really use my YouTube channel at all yeah. for anything. So like. I always thought it was kind of cool to be able to just post random videos on Facebook when something weird would happen, but they, you know, there was a, an instance where their agreement, I guess, came to an end and they couldn't they couldn't figure out how they wanted to move forward. So since then, it's been I don't know three or when did Red Dead Redemption two come out? Because that was the last it's stuff been a minute, so yeah, probably fucking three or four years ago. That was, I mean. So I haven't really posted anything since then. I still save videos and uh, pictures every now and again. But I will admit that the share factory is awesome. Like as far as like a console-based video editing platform, I mean it's about as good as you can expect. I mean it it works really well, so – if you're one of those people that you want to share videos but you don't want to do like a full on external capture and and like what I'll call a quote unquote like manual video editing where you're mm-hmm. dropping it into an actual video editing software and doing all kinds of crazy shit it's uh it's pretty fucking good and the fact that they're letting you use whatever music you want on it now is is really cool and I am excited to see what comes out of it because I'm sure you can make some pretty cool stuff with it.
0: Yeah, I'm tempted to do some more video stuff for the for the YouTube channel. The disappointing thing for me is is that you can't tie your console to our YouTube account at the same time that I have mine tied to it. Right? You can't just be connected to yeah, the that PS sucks. this
1: is awesome account. Cuz I'm already Yeah, it's weird. Like it, it, like, it bitches about it. Yeah, I, I've tried it. it because if uh, we could
0: both have it linked at the same time, we could constantly just be uploading cool shit and funny shit. But it's not that simple. So that's why everything on the YouTube account is pretty much me. Um, yeah. Anyways. But let's move on to new games. We didn't give any announced uh, games coming this past week. Um, So we're going to give you those real quick. Through the time of this recording, I will give you the most recently announced slash released games on the PlayStation Network up through until today from the last week. December 19th, we had Mermaidio 3. December 20th, we had Pinball Heroes, Ridge Racer 2 and Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion. Pinball Heroes is an old game that came out on the PS3, and a lot of the cabinets are PlayStation-related, which is kind of cool if you're into pinball. December 21st, we had Grappling Dash. We had Hesheria Drifter, Car Drift Racing Simulator. We had Headbangers in Holiday Hell. And we had Mudness Off-Road. December 22nd, we had Arcade Archives Metalhawk, Mia's Christmas 2, Atoko Cross, Pretty Boys, Klondike Solitary. I don't know what the fuck that is. forth, Trivia Live, Valkyrie Profile Lenneth. And on December 23rd, Cyberpool, Emoji, Kart Racer, Pure Chase 80s, and... Survive, S U R V one V three.
1: You know, if it was really leet speak, it should have replaced the S with a five. Just saying. This is true. Just saying. Yeah. Unless there's something significant about one three or thirteen or whatever.
0: Oh yeah, right. It could be like Friday the thirteen, but survive with the one three. Well, shit, man, um, it's been a long episode, but not really as long as the other ones, but I feel like we droned on a bit about shit that the listeners probably don't care about. Um, but I think we have a good podcast, Jake, and I'm happy to be doing it with you, and uh, this will be the last one
1: of the year. Well, well I mean, we're probably going to do this spoiler cast for God of War, so... But the but the last probably of, be... The last official, you know... No, right? No. You sure? The next, if we if we record on Friday or Saturday, I mean that's – New Year's is not till Sunday. so well, They release on Monday. So this is going oh, to come well then. out
0: on the 26th. The next one will be on the 2nd of January. So the Yeah, season.
1: then you are correct. So I guess the people that are listening to this, if it comes out on Monday, I hope you had a good um, Christmas. Yeah. Santa brought you the – everything you ever wanted or that – Box of coal that you didn't, you know.
0: Here to the patrons whatever. who get the show early, I hope you have a good Christmas.
1: <laughs> We're speaking yeah. to everybody now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I don't know. Man, I'm getting. I'm getting. Actually, I just all of a sudden got super fucking tired. But
0: you did a lot of talking, so I think, dude, I think you've exhausted
1: I, yourself. So, I mean, I've been doing a lot. Just to get ready for Christmas between, like, family stuff and hosting my in-laws tomorrow and everything. And then work's been crazy. And then last night I had hockey. And I didn't get to bed till fucking almost 3 o'clock in the morning.
0: Yeah, that's nuts. And I
1: got up. I got up in the morning and immediately, like, started doing shit around the house all day. So I'm just fucking whomped. But... Merry Christmas! Yes, Merry Christmas and Merry Christmas to you, Jake.
0: And uh, I probably won't yeah. talk to you until after. But
1: uh, you know we're gonna do we're gonna record the God of War spoiler cast on Monday. I will say I will say one last thought mm-hmm. since we talked about music earlier. If you are listening to this podcast before Christmas. I mean, I guess even if you're listening to it after Christmas and you're one of those weirdos that likes to listen to Christmas music when it's not Christmas. Um, my two uh, – so I have – what I would consider my favorite Christmas album, if you're talking about Christmas – like a album of Christmas music, yeah. in my opinion, my favorite is probably the soundtrack to uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. So good. That jazz album is just fucking perfect in my opinion. If you want to look for a more pop-themed but probably equally iconic Christmas album, the Beach Boys Christmas album is fucking lit. And if you want to talk about new Christmas albums that I personally consider are very good is um, Paul Gilbert's album Twas – it's instrumental but it's like fucking like shred like 80s kind of you know he he was the lead guitarist for a band called Mr. Big I don't oh, know if yeah. was, like there was a you know who that that band was back in the day yeah. they did that song I'll be there for you yeah. all that shit um so he he did last year release this album Twas which is a instrumental christmas album and it's all like he, he, he bounces back and forth between like these 80s kind of shred stuff and blues and like this jazz stuff. And he kind of bounces around and he covers all these Christmas songs. It's super fucking good. Uh, dude, I I love Christmas music. I, it annoys the fuck out of me when they play it too early. Like if it's before Christmas, it's like fucking Halloween and Walmart's playing sick. Christmas music. Drives me nuts. But when I'm like in the mode – and I'm like putting up my Christmas tree, and I've you know whatever I'm playing the music. Man, there's nothing really that uh, gets me going like some Christmas music. Nat King Cole's the Christmas song, fucking perfect in my opinion. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I just want to throw that out there. If you're if you're a Christmas song guy, if you're listening to this before Christmas, check out uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, Beach Boys Christmas album. Or Twice by Paul Gilbert. That's not just time to throw it out there. Yeah.
0: Or just turn it up now because we're going to play Tis the Season. Tis the Season. <laughs> <laughs> Northwest Pennsylvania by Fred Oakman and The Flood, obviously. Jake and I co-wrote this song a long, long time ago, and they were worth it. This is the last time it'll be on the podcast for another year. And uh, I appreciate all the listens you guys give it. So turn it on up, and uh, we will talk to you next year. Like judgment, just dance in Judas. P.S.
1: Yes, this is this is awesome, awesome. It's weird that you put Judas on there, considering it like is not a game that's released yet.
0: Wow, we already know it's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, true. <laughs>
2: I lost my blood for the hundredth time. The snow keeps coming, I'ma lose my mind. This is the season, and I can't stop thinking about you. Two months ago, we were carving pumpkins with or mistletoes. Or ain't nothing chugging, with lost like last year. The snow chased you back to the west coast, here I've been alone, why can't Santa send you straight back home, it's been so long, it's been so long. I cleared it back to the front door. An hour passed, it wasn't clear no more. Tis the season, and I can't stop thinking about you. Blankets you show sure for my long legs. I smell them, but we can stay on us this year. Snow chase you back to the West Coast beer I've been alone. Why can't Santa get you straight back home? It's been so long, it's been so long. I can't remember I can't remember When I ever felt this alone At home Alone, at home I can't remember I can't remember When I ever felt this alone At home Alone, at home I can't remember I can remember when I ever felt this alone At home, alone, at home